Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today as we walk shoulder to shoulder, growing in love of the Lord and each other. I'm Megan Silas. And I am Pam Marvin. And today we're going to talk about a more sensitive kind of subject. Yes, it's when we are in relationships where confidences have been betrayed and we're experiencing the the rupture of a relationship because of that. And I think we'll probably take it from both angles yes. where, you know, our confidence has been betrayed and how we can respond in a holy way to that having happened in our lives within a relationship. And also maybe when we've betrayed a confidence, whether it was uh, intentionally or unwittingly, how we can seek to repair the damage that that um has done. So it's kind of uh, piggybacking off of our last episode where we talked about, you know, being able to keep confidences, to be trustworthy with people's private information and to not be seeking to get private information that's not really yours to have, you know, battling that sin of um, unholy curiosity. So that's what we talked about last time. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to that podcast, you know, I would, you know, really encourage y'all to go back and and take a listen to that because I do think that some really important information about uh, who we're called to be um, as we strive for holy relationships and we seek to be able to be in intimate relationships. We need to be able to be trustworthy. We need to be people who others can come to and say, are you safe with my heart? Right. Yeah, safe was definitely the word that came to my mind as well. Yeah. And, and if we can't be a place of safety for another individual, we're not going to have deep intimate relationships. We're just not. Right. And, the understanding that God wants us to be in intimate unified relationships. He's going to give us grace if we seek it to be those people who can be trustworthy and safe, but he only does that when we're open to it and when we are actively desiring that. So it's important to, you know, kind of do a gut check. Do do I really truly want to be a person that is trustworthy and that someone can come to and, and really have confidence that I am going to be a person that will keep their heart safe, you know, not share sensitive information. Um, so, you know, examine your conscience on that, but, uh, we do want to talk in this episode, I think a little more practically about how to manage situations when things haven't gone right. And, uh, either, you know, you as an individual or a friend has betrayed a confidence and moving forward from that. Cause it, it really can be a so super relationship buster. Right now in the previous episode, both Megan and I kind of divulged a little bit about this has happened to both of us as being the betrayers. One took a lot more work with Megan's instance. It took a lot more work for forgiveness from the party that was injured. And in mine, it came a little faster through mercy, I suppose. But we haven't had it like the other side. Like, I don't know if you had an instance like that too, where um, my confidence was betrayed. This is interesting. I actually have not. Mm. And that is kind of a strange thing to me because one might think maybe that's because I don't divulge information. You know, if somebody who keeps everything really super close to the vest is obviously not going to have as much trouble with people divulging their information if they don't share anything. But I am not somebody who's really uh, 
you know, tightly holding on to my stuff. But what I would say is that I do pick very um, intentionally the people that I share information with. And I do tend to hold things a bit closer to the vest until I've gone through a process of discernment about an individual. So fortunately, you know, God be praised, I have been successful in choosing people who have kept my confidences. Uh, I certainly have had friends who have been hurt and wounded in this area uh, quite significantly and have struggled to be open with other people, have struggled in their ability to trust because of the hurt that they've experienced from having their confidence betrayed. Right. You know, I too, Megan would say that I don't recall, it might've happened and I've just forgotten about it for sure, but I don't recall a time where I feel like a friend has really betrayed my confidence. I I mean, I don't even recall that happening. Wow. I have to admit, like, I feel really bad about this, but I'm actually feeling a little disappointed that you haven't experienced it because I was hoping you were going to be able to be the voice of experience (laughs) on that front. So now Mm. we're kind of just talking not out of our own experience, but what we imagine or what we've seen in other friends. Well, I think it's that's an interesting place to start, too. I mean, because both of us off air, we're sharing the similarities of our friends that we unwittingly betrayed, right? Mm -hmm. And so we kind of were diving in a little bit more to maybe some of that, um, uh, what's the word, just to break it down, what was going on with them Mm -hmm. that made them be so betrayed or feel so hurt that there was a little bit of pride probably um, incorporated in there mm-hmm. as well. I'm not trying to make excuses for our behavior by any <laughs> means, but it uh, it was unbeknownst to me that 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 right. was information that wasn't mine to give, mm-hmm. and it was kind of along this vein too, which I which was one way that continued to get me into trouble even after I really started working on it. Was how can I pray for you? Is there something I can pray for you about? Well, please. please Please pray for X, Y, Z, which then divulged something that maybe someone didn't want divulged. Right. Okay. And that, yeah. that still trapped me for a while. Uh-huh. And then I eventually switched it. Well, please pray for a special intention. Right, right. <laughs> I eventually got there, yeah. but it took me some time. Well, so let's talk then a little bit about um, from the standpoint that we have more knowledge about, <laughs> which is, you know, healing the breach when we have been the betrayer. I mean, I kind of talked about it a little bit in the last episode, but that instance was, again, I didn't realize that it was a confidence. I did have a couple instances in life where I did divulge things that I knew were private, but in my mind, it was justifiable because it was impacting me significantly. And so I was sharing it kind of as my own personal experience, but then looking back on it, I didn't need to share it. Like my desire to have my own need fulfillment of having a vent wasn't, uh, it didn't raise to the level of being worthy of, sharing this information. And so how did I go about dealing with a situation where the person found out and then, you know, was hurt by it? Um, I think the first step, if you're going to heal that breach is 
acknowledging what you've done. You know, to, and we talked again a little bit about this in the last episode of don't try to hide or hope that it's not going to get back to them or, you know, just because, you know, just be in fear and about how they're going to respond. And so not address it because be truthful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is always for the most part going to come back to bite you. Like you, maybe you'll get away with it, but the reality is if you get away with it, you're still not going to be at peace in your own soul, even if the other person right. never finds out. So it's kind of like confession, right? We come to God in confession because we feel sorrowful for our sins. Yes, we would. We'd, but at its real core, confession is about healing a rupture in our relationship with God. Mm. When we sin, we rupture to some degree the relationship with God. And if we really love him and we really want to have a healing of that rupture, we need to come and we need to say, I have done this. That has ruptured our relationship and I'm bringing it to you because I want our relationship to be healed. And just as we interact that way with God, we need to interact that way in our human relationships where you say, I have done this. I acknowledge the sin of what I have done. I am sorrowful for it. And I'm bringing it to you because I want to heal the rupture that it has caused. Right. Megan, it comes to mind. One of the things a dear friend taught me that she just did naturally. So through her behavior, she was teaching me. And anytime that she thought, and this is not only with um, a confidence breaker, but perhaps um, behavior, personal behavior that was hurtful to me, she would always come and say, and she'd start off and she'd lead the conversation like this. She says, I just want to apologize to you for being so abrupt in the way I said goodbye or something like that. Mm. And so starting the conversation that way, if you feel there's anything on your conscience that you may have done to rupture a friendship or injure someone at all, that's a great way to start to say, I really want to apologize to you beforehand. I may have, and then fill in the blanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. You know, come with a spirit of humility, a spirit of um, seeking forgiveness. And understand that how the person responds is their right to respond. Now, you, you don't go in it with this sense of, okay, well, you know, I'm coming to say I'm sorry, so here I am, and you have to just accept that apology, and, you know, it's all going to be good. If you've betrayed a confidence, a person has a right to be mad at you, and you need to be prepared to receive their anger. You know, it, and it's not sinful for them to be angry if, right. they've been, if they've been injured, to mm-hmm. have a justified anger to being betrayed is not a bad on them. Right. And so you have to be ready to endure the discomfort of the injury you've caused. You know, I'm so glad you're saying this because I grew up in a household that was just avoided conflict so much so that by the time I was adult, I was an adult, I uh, I remember I was in the working world and I heard some executives in the in the company arguing on yelling at one another. And I was so unaccustomed to conflict that I, not being a part of the conflict, was literally shaking mm-hmm. at the conflict. So I love that what you're saying and letting our listeners know that sometimes 
we need to just prepare ourselves to be very uncomfortable when we have wronged someone else. And that's okay. It is a temporary but normal emotion and feeling that we must go through, especially if we've wronged someone. Right. And I, you know, it's funny, it's coming back to me again, how similar this is to going into confession, because we're not meant to go into confession to say, you know, forgive me, Father, I did this, but this is why I did it. The, the justification, <laughs> right? I know. You know, and, and so yeah. it's very tempting if a person, if you've admitted something, like, you know, you've betrayed a confidence, the, and the person gets mad, then you start wanting to defend yourself. Justify. But, 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 mm-hmm. but, but, no, uh-huh. no. You're right. Exactly. You need to sit there and take it. Be like, you're right. I shouldn't have done it. You're, you are right. You are justified in your anger. Again, I'm sorry. Right. You know, you know, to add to that is something I've just noticed as kind of a culture watcher. And perhaps you've noticed it too. I feel like people in general are not as adult as we used to be. I mean, what does that mean to be a grown up? Well, to be a grown up, doesn't matter your age anymore, as we can totally see. Mm-hmm. But it's your ability to withstand the confrontation and not try and make excuses for your behavior. There's there's so many nuances. Megan, we could do a whole other podcast on what does it mean to be emotionally mature. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a good one for the future. Yeah. And because if, what are signs and symptoms that you are? Right. And if you're if you're coming to a person to apologize and you're real intention is to admit your fault and to heal the damage that you've done. Coming up with a bunch of excuses that justify it is not going to accomplish what you're hoping to accomplish. Well, kudos for the person who actually steps up like that. So many people can rationalize their behavior in the first place that they would never even offer the apology. Right. And so that's what we're talking about as If you're the person who's the perpetrator, if you truly want to bring healing back to the relationship, you need to have the humility to not only admit that you're wrong and then take what they're going to come back at with their anger and their hurt and not try to justify it, not try to, you know, make yourself feel better by telling them, well, this was a circumstance or whatever. Now, maybe after they've shared their emotion, the person who you injured, you know, maybe afterwards you can come and and say, I'm not trying to use this as a justification, but I would like to help you understand the circumstances that led to it, um, just so you can have a better understanding of what happened and where my heart was at with it. You know, but that's, you got to wait. You got to wait until it comes to the place where that's going to be able to be received as I want you to know my heart more and not just I'm trying to justify my behavior. Right. So true. You know, and so then the question comes, okay, what if the person is just so mad that they can't even deal with you? Like they're just like, I'm out because, you know, that kind of happened to me. Um, What do you do then? And again, I think this is something that we shouldn't just try to do alone in in the sense of make our own mind up. We need to bring that to the Lord. 
and have him help us with that discernment because you can either keep pursuing the person and keep, you know, trying to get their forgiveness and, and tell you, say your story and sorry, sorry again. But the reality is, is that if a person's unwilling to accept your apology and, and to trust that you truly have remorse, if they're not in a place in their heart that they're willing to do that, you continuing to like apologize and apologize, apologize is probably not going to help the situation. Right. They may need some space and some time. What comes to my mind when you say that too, is I always have this, this um, constant undercurrent of kind of watching a, div, God's divine providence. So in that particular situation, it kind of begs the question for me is, was this kind of end up being an okay thing? Cause God's providence allowed that situation to happen with you and your friend. And perhaps you guys are, are still friends today, or perhaps you were just kind of peripheral friends mm-hmm. at best. Um, but maybe that was God's plan for both of you. Well, it certainly could be his uh, permissive plan in the sense that, yes, he allowed it to happen. But if there's sin involved, it's never part of his perfect plan. Mm. So if you have betrayed a confidence, which we claimed quite clearly in the last episode is a sin. If you if you say you're going to keep a confidence and then you betray the person, you have lied to them and you have betrayed them. And so Th- th- that's sin in that. So God never wants us to have sin. Now, can he bring great good out of our bad? Yep. Cause he's awesome that way. He's super awesome. Like obviously, you know, Christ and his crucifixion is the perfect example, right? Whole mess of sin going on no there kidding, that led yeah. to that situation. But then God who writes straight with crooked lines brings beauty and glory out of that and salvation. So, you know, yeah, you know, our fallenness, our sinfulness, if we then turn it over to God Mm -hmm. and ask for his healing and ask for, you know, guidance to make good out of the bad that we've done, he can do great things. It might be, you know, who knows in the end, that betrayal could go forward and be the best thing that ever happened to your friendship. But even if that happens, it doesn't mean the betrayal was good. Right. Right. But this, in this case though, it was unintentional. Right. But we're talking more, I'm talking more about a true, you've, you've done the deed. You've really truly fallen short. Um, now the, even if you didn't do it intentionally, the mitigating factors and everything. Okay. But the healing process is still probably basically the same, even if it was totally unintentional. But I think the big word that it takes for the person who made the the error of divulging the information is you got to have the humility to admit I messed up. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't think you messed up by divulging somebody's information that you should have kept to yourself, well, you've got more work to do before you go well, to them. Well, let's parse that a little bit because yeah. there was just a few things going through my mind as we're talking about this this subject. Is like I always think. Well, okay, I found myself in that situation where I divulged a confidence she didn't want divulged. And so what was the the work and the prayer that I put in after that? Well, part of it was um, the Lord just kind of revealed to me when you're speaking of another person and their business mm-hmm. in general, um, there's probably very little need for that unless it is to build up. Do you see right. what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So to really kind of take the situations when they happen, take them to the Lord and parse them and mm-hmm. let what does he want to teach you through that? And for me, it was 
you know, even though I was asked directly the question, because I, I have that terrible fault. If you ask me directly, I end up being direct about it right. uh, when it's not my information to give, mm-hmm. which that phrase came along afterwards. But, yeah, really just talking about a person's situation, it had nothing to do with me. And that should be my first, like, kind of flag or um, calls to my attention that maybe this isn't something I should be speaking of because it is not my business. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, we always say that that's her business. It's not my business. You know, so is this something God wants me to participate in? No, this really isn't my business. Yeah. And I think sometimes we do fall into the situation where something's going on with somebody else and we're concerned about them. So, you know, we end up wanting to talk about it because we want to share our concern and maybe draw in somebody else to like pray for the person or something like that. So, it's very cautious even, territory. Even if your intention is good, yeah. it still doesn't mean that you have the right to share confidence that's been given to you. Uh, so you got to really check that, you know, and just if you need to, like you can say, you know, I've got a friend who's struggling with something. Could you, you know, pray for them? Not give names, not give the circumstance. I've got somebody in my life who's struggling with something and I would really appreciate your prayers for that person. God knows they don't need to know exactly what they're praying for. So just know that that recourse is open. uh, If you, if, if you're feeling the desire to share something out of concern. Right. So my response most likely should have been, well, you should ask her, you should ask her, you should talk to her about the situation yourself. If you have that question, not me, I'm not the right person to talk to. Right. And if the person's like, well, I'm not close enough to them to ask that. And then it's like, well, that probably (laughs) means you don't need to know. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So, okay. You know, we've talked about going and admitting you're wrong and, um, having the humility to accept their anger, to understand they have a right to their response and their emotion and, and, and let them let that play out, you know, and if they can accept your apology and y'all can move forward, you also have to understand that you might have a period of time where things are going to be a little less comfortable, a little less intimate because they're going to need, you're going to need to re-earn their trust. When you break a confidence the trust is damaged. It needs to be rebuilt. And that's not going to happen overnight. And you need to accept that. That's right. Right. And and try to um, let the other person know that you understand that and that you want to be given opportunities to rebuild the trust in whatever way they think would be helpful. Because if you're the perpetrator in this betrayal of confidence, I think it's really important to understand the other person now is in the driver's seat about how things move forward. And you need to be docile to their needs because you've injured and now you need to let them tell you how you can help heal the situation and put your, you know, pride on the back burner. And you might say, this is taking too long. This is ridiculous. It wasn't that big a deal. If you start thinking those things, you're you're now like mm-hmm. out of the place of of humility and right. you know of in repentance and you're into like I want to be in control and I want to get get it on my thing. No, nope. person who's been injured gets to be in the driver's seat, right? Right, and and if they just really need to take a break from the relationship because they're really hurt and pain and in pain, you may need to uh, just say I you know I respect that you need that. And, but I would say, please know that if you come to a place where you feel like you want to reenter 
into relationship. I'm here. I desire that. I want um, you to know that at any point, please come back. And, you know, you can kind of check in and just be like, just know I'm thinking about you. You know, I miss you. You, you can you can reach out subtly, but don't yeah. make demands. Allow the person the time that they need. And if they're perfectly happy without your relationship in their life anymore, chances are it probably wasn't the deep relationship that, you know, maybe you thought it was, or maybe it wasn't because you, you wouldn't have betrayed them if it was, you know, somebody who was more dear, more intimate to you. So it can expose what the relationship actually is. And so in a sense, perhaps that's a good that can come out, but um, there's just to have that docility to know that the person that's been injured kind of gets to call the shots, but you need to, you know, be open. If you want the relationship to continue with a gentleness and a patience, right. Continue to make your presence known and that your, your love is there. And that even if, they don't forgive you that you're not going to hold it against them. Yes. Well, you know, I want to talk about the other side. I'm having a few thoughts about that yeah, one good. now. All right, now okay. you've got thoughts. All right, I've got what do you the think? other side. I've got the other side now. So when I think about um, maybe someone who's betrayed me, like how would I respond? So we can mm-hmm. do this just as you yeah. know, allegorically. Right? Sure. Um, is that right? Anyway, theoretically, so, theoretically, think, yeah, we're, yes. we're going into the we're, theory say zone. An allegory. Yeah. <laughs> um, so perhaps there was a a confidence that someone had betrayed in me, shared it with another coworker or something that I that really wasn't theirs to give, and um, they came to me and said. Um, so there's two ways. Either they came to me to apologize as we have recommended. Mm-hmm. What is my response? Right. You know. I think my response first would be, thank you for coming to tell me this. I am hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, you have broken my confidence. And I would shut down quite a lot and really be guarded in my speech about this person who I'd previously touched, trusted. Right. right? Um, I personally, depending on the level of the, the betrayal, uh, I mean, I'm just, you know, some people... I just forgive super easily and be hurt over again. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's kind of my temperament, right. you know, yeah. um, in the end, I want, you know, we all strive to um, kind of imitate the heart of Christ mm-hmm. and just be forgiving and show mercy, which in the long run makes me a whole lot happier person. Sure. So, and, and that's a grace. I mean, honestly, yeah. the grace of forgiveness is a huge grace from God and, you know, praise be to God that you have it. Right. Um, and I think it is a situation where if you're not, having that if you don't feel that you're struggling to forgive that's something that you continually need to go to the lord for we did a podcast about forgiveness i think we did actually a series like a couple of them and we will do in the future yeah but (laughs) but you really that's a non-negotiable christ says we will be forgiven ourselves as we forgive and so So we cannot hold on to unforgiveness and if we're struggling to forgive we need to keep going back again and again and again to the throne of grace and to ask for the help that we need well i did have another instance of similar um and it was in the work environment too because that's a little more harsh environment sometimes Mm -hmm. than just say with friendships necessarily but they're work friends you know and this particular person was, after a, an exchange and a dialogue, went and spoke poorly of me behind my back to other people, and it eventually gets around to me. 
So what is my response to that? Well, at first I was a little bit devastated that she could, you know, she kind of stooped low is what I thought, you know, right. she stooped low. But after processing it a bit, in my mind, all I could think of is treat her with kindness. Even though she's been ugly and nasty to you, let that ugliness and nastiness die with her and don't respond to it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's just that's a little bit off topic, but it's kind of in, in the playground, sure. the neighborhood, right. so to speak, to, to just let that ugliness die. So I didn't hold it against her. Um, but you can bet I was always very cautious right. about how I spoke to her in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if it's a person who's not close to you, like who's talking about you, that's kind of a little different, right? Because you can just let it go, right? And not seek to have any reconciliation or things like that because you don't have an established relationship. Well, right? but we have to work together every right. day, you know. But it, you can, you know, be like, you know, I'm just going to turn the che- turn my cheek and let it be. But I do think in a relationship that is more of an intimate relationship, when you ha- you've come to know that you've ha- that they've betrayed your confidence, so either they've told you, which is the better way, they've owned up to it, or you've heard secondhand. I think that it's important to acknowledge how that impacted you. You know, you come to the person and say that you find out secondhand. You come to them. Now you are going to be the one that's going to be honest. You'd be like, I'm coming to you because it has been made known to me that you shared this information. And I need to be honest with you about how that impacts me. And how it's going to impact our friendship. So she says it so eloquently. I would be like, hey, girl, you spent. <laughs> I am you, so ticked at you right yeah, now. I can't, I can't believe you went and told so-and-so, but, you know, I'm going to forgive you. But it might take me some time, though. I would be like, man, ouch, that hurt. I can't believe you did that. I mean, that's that would be my reaction. And that's fine. You, yeah. you, you can I'm be really like, surprised. I am so I, you know, you might be in a state of shock. Like you, yeah. if, if you really felt like you could trust this person and it was something big and you come to them, but I think you come to them. Exactly. Like if you find out, don't just make the whole situation even worse by then you're going forth to somebody else and you won't believe what so-and-so <laughs> did. Now, well, now you're yeah, now yeah. doing the same no, thing, right? Not any better. It just, yeah. ex- that just inflates the whole thing. So you find out, you go to them or they've even come and told you, you need to acknowledge, okay, I am really hurt by what you've done. I thought I could trust you. This makes me really rethink who we are as friends or, you know, whatever the relationship is, sisters, you know, colleagues, whatever it is. And I want, to give you the opportunity to explain to me what happened. So now, you know, before I said, don't try to make justifications for your own behavior. But if somebody's wronged you, the beautiful, gracious thing to do is actually then to give them the opportunity to tell you what happened. To confront them, even though if you're like me and hate confrontation, God wants you to lean into that discomfort to, because at the end of the day, you want truthfulness because mm-hmm. that's where God is in truth. Right. 
Yeah. And maybe they didn't have the grace necessarily. If they had the grace to come to you and apologize, then have a spirit of forgiveness. Right. Like, you know, accept their their apology as true. Be honest that it's going to impact your friendship and it's going to take time to build trust again. But if if they've come to you in humility, respond in humility. But if they haven't come to you in humility and you're coming to them, give them then the opportunity to respond in humility. So it's the kind of thing like it's very difficult when you've been hurt not to lash back out, right? Like you, there is a tendency in the human person, human nature, yep, the fight or flight, right? Either you want to withdraw. So I'm not even I'm not even going to talk to this person. I'm not going to address this. I'm just I am so mad. I'm not even going to go there. Now, you may need to take a little time if you're really, really angry and you can't speak in a way that's going to be reasoned and controlled because of your anger. You probably need to take a little time and go into prayer and ask God for the grace to be able to enter back in in a way that's going to be holy. But if you've kind of gotten yourself under control and now you're going to address it. You come in and give them the opportunity to do what they didn't have the grace to do of their own volition. Say, please, can you tell me your heart on the matter now? Yeah, now that you a, know, I know. Yeah, that's a mercy to yeah. offer them that opportunity to me. That's a yeah. great mercy and a grace. Mm-hmm. And so then they have a choice about how they're going to respond and then you receive how they respond. Now, if they come back with the spirit of humility and, and ask for the forgiveness and they're say, you know, I'm so sorry. And I didn't, I don't know why I did that. Or, you know, I'm just, I know when I did it, I immediately, I was just like devastated that I had done it. And I did, was so afraid to tell you because I didn't want, you know, like, okay, so deal with that, deal with their, their sorrow and their humility, and then, you know, try to heal together. And, and then you can discuss, well, how do we move forward from this together? Right. Right. So that's great. If they start with a bunch of denials and trying to make it, you know, say that it wasn't wrong and and things like that. Well, then you've got to then say, look, what you did was wrong. It was. And all these all these circumstances that you're trying to justify it. It doesn't justify it. And you got to understand now that it's really going to impact our friendship mm-hmm. or whatever the relationship is. And this is how I need to move forward to, if we're going to heal this. Right. And and then you got to see how they respond and they have the right to respond, how they're going to respond. And if they're not willing to, to do the work that's necessary to heal the breach, you may have to let go. Right. Right. For sure. Yeah, what I'm really hearing as you're talking about that is it kind of really boils down to um, a necessary level of confrontation mm-hmm. and then forgiveness. Right. Whichever side you're really on. And, you know, I heard a beautiful definition of uh, forgiveness the other day, Megan, I just had to share with you in the podcast. It's when you know you have forgiven when all desire for retribution is gone. Mm, yeah, I thought that was good. really beautiful. That's too. So we want to offer... All of our friends that who have perhaps betrayed us, um, that type of forgiveness. Right. And I think the be- the way this is going to work best, the most the best chance of resolution and healing of the relationship comes when you bring things to light, not for the purpose 
of lashing out or calling someone to account, but the deeper purpose of healing the relationship. If you're, if someone can truly trust that even though this is difficult, even though this is hard, I know this may be painful for us to go through this. We're willing to do it because we care about our relationship and we want it to be healed. That's how you're going to move forward. And if there's ever a spirit of, I'm going to bring this to you simply because I want to go off on you for, because how much I'm hurt. And I just want you to hurt too, because I'm hurting. That's not going to have going to be how things get healed. That's not emotionally mature at all. And you may need to vent about your pain and your hurt and like really in a way that just is raw and that you might not be able to do that to the person who injured you. And that's really where you can take it to a spiritual director or, or somebody who's not really involved in the situation and just be like, I feel the need to pour out my heart. And you know what? It might need to just be to the Lord. Sure. You know, you might need to just sit in adoration and just say to Christ Jesus, I am in so much pain and I hurt so much and I'm so angry and I just need to bring it to you and lay it at your feet. You know, and there's one of the most beautiful prayers, I think, of our Catholic faith is the um, Anima Christi prayer. Mm. And in that prayer, it says, Lord, within your wounds, hide me. And when we are in a place of great hurt, when we've been betrayed, when we feel that pain, to know that Christ knows exactly, exactly. how that feels. Right. How much how he was betrayed. He was so betrayed, right? Perfect like in every betrayed. way, right? Mm-hmm. And so those wounds that Christ has, those are our wounds too. And they're the place where we can take them to really be healed of the pain that comes from having had them inflicted upon us. They're also the place that we can go when we've inflicted them upon others to ask for their forgiveness because his grace, his mercy, his love, his healing, ultimately that is the source of every good, true and holy relationship. Amen. Amen. That's a good place to stop. I think let's end with Jesus. <laughs> so we thank you so much for for tuning in today and we hope that this podcast has been helpful to you and you know if there are relationships that you have that still need healing because of breaches of confidence we just encourage you you know go into prayer ask the lord how can I bring healing into this? How can I bring your healing light into this relationship and step forward in confidence that God's grace will sustain you to do the things that are hard because good, beautiful, holy relationships are worth the hard work. Amen. So until next time, uh, we hope that you'll share this podcast if uh, it's blessed you. And we know that it's a blessing to us to have these conversations. So until we're with you next time, God bless. God bless. God bless.